0: Hello and welcome back to the Systems and Workflow Magic Podcast. I am your systems and workflow loving BFF, Dolly DeLong. And on episode 86 today, we are going to be talking about some belief shifting myths about growing your email list or I should say, undoing some myths about growing your email list. And of course, I have my biz bestie, Megan Ward, on the podcast today. Hey, Megan. Hey, Dolly. Thanks for having me back again. Of course, of course, you are a fan favorite. You're also a Dolly favorite as well. So I'm really excited to just dig into this topic about undoing some myths about email marketing.
1: Yeah. So I think one of the first myths that comes to mind is email marketing is dead. And that's probably what everybody's like, is email marketing dead? And (laughs) y'all might have heard me roll my eyes through (laughs) your AirPods because obviously it's not. But I always wonder, like, people that say that, are they just mad because they can't grow a well-connected? list of subscribers. Um, But truly, email marketing just continues to remain one of the most effective ways to reach and engage with your audience. And it, it actually has a really high ROI, which means return on investment. So statistics say that every $1 that you spend on email marketing generates an average of $42 in return. So to me, that's proof that email is
0: not dead. Yeah, another thing I was just thinking about while you were saying like talking about myth one, email marketing instead, you all email marketing has been around since for I think over like 30 to 40 years now. Yeah. It I mean, is still alive and well. I mean,
1: think back when we first started our own email address when we were in I was in middle school. I wanna say I was in seventh grade when I got my first email address. What was your what
0: was your first email address?
1: It was oh Oh, it was a hotmail address yeah. and it might have been so my middle name is Carol and so it might have been Carol. Meg- Megan
0: Carol. <laughs> I love it. Now, I can't remember. Okay, so y'all don't know this about me and I'm sure if somebody were to look at me now they'd be like you you did not play basketball, but y'all I grew up playing basketball and I was I think I was pretty good. Like there was a point in my life where I was like I want to play college ball, and that's laughable because, seriously, but I loved basketball so much, so my first email address was dollydribbler at hotmail.com. I'm obsessed. That's
1: so funny, but but you played basketball. I have a friend who, hers was soccer girl, G-U-R-L, no, and then girl. whatever, I don't know, there was a number at the end, and they were like, she's never played soccer a day in her life. Like, why did she <laughs>
0: Why don't you choose soccer? I don't know. I love it. I love talking about our first email addresses. But yeah, um, email has been around for a very, very long time. And like Megan was sharing, it is definitely not dead. It is a really good tool to add to your belt, especially if you are serious about a long-term business strategy for your business.
1: So the next myth that comes to mind, Dolly, is that people think, Having a large email list is what guarantees high conversion rates. You and I already both know that's not true, right? No,
0: definitely not true.
1: (laughs) So the size of your list does not constitute success in sales. The quality of your list, the relevance of your content, what you're putting out there, and the engagement level with your subscribers are truly what matters most and impacts those conversion rates. And it's so much better to have a smaller engaged list than a large one that doesn't do squat for your business.
0: Mm -hmm. I totally agree. I know you have an example to share, but I have an example of my own for if you are thinking, okay, I need a large email list in order to sell my services and do my one-to-one services. And I'm worried that I won't be able to sell out. Um, I want to give an encouragement to you through from a photography perspective. So as a photographer, I cannot physically, like, let's say I had a list of, I don't know, 20 million people. And I'm like, Oh, I need to sell out all my services to all these people that would, that would, I would die in a year. I could not physically serve 20 million people on my list. And so having a smaller segment of engaged people on my photography list has served me well. I have around 300 people within my segment for family photography that stay engaged with me. And that sells out for that type of service year after year. So it's small. It's not, it's under one K and I just stay engaged with them week after week. So I don't want you to think like, okay, I need thousands of people to sell out my one-to-one service
1: yeah exactly It's it's very true a list under 500 do yeah. so well Um, so i participated in a summit back in 2021 and i was of course promoting to my own list but other people that were promoting the summit had lists like 13 times the size of mine i had more clicks i had more signups than those people per the stats that were provided from the summit organizer. So that just proves that a large list is not all you think that it will be if you didn't spend the time building a truly well-connected list.
0: Yeah, that's so, so true. And that kind of um, goes into myth number three. The more emails you send, the better your engagement will be, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah.
1: So actually, bombarding your subscribers with too many emails can lead to fatigue and disengagement. However, I don't want you to be scared to email because of this. Like, So if you're in a promotion like a course launch, Dolly's got her summit coming up. Mm -hmm. um, There's going to be additional emails to send, and that's just part of it. And your subscribers know this. But what I'm saying is if you set the expectation up in the very beginning about how often you're going to email, it's going to be fine. I just signed up for a newsletter. They made it very clear. They're going to be in my inbox three times a week. And they told me what days of the week. And you better believe it. They are right on the money. Every one of those days, they are in my inbox. And I knew that before I hit the button to subscribe. So if you do want to have a cadence of two emails a week, or a daily email. There are instances, you know, um, there's, I know, some pastors that send like a daily um, scripture or something like that. Think along those lines. Or maybe you just want to email twice a month. Just make that known and set the expectation with your subscribers. So if you are that daily emailer, they are not going to feel bombarded because they already knew going in, that's what they were signing up for.
0: Also, I just want to say, like, kind of Megan what you were saying about setting up a cadence and letting people know when to expect you they they will there will be a familiarity I can't even say that word without stumbling over but they will. Become familiar with your name and your brand over time. So they will be expecting your name. Like, let's say you decide to send every Tuesday at 2 p.m. I don't know. That's just an example. So there comes an expectation and also build up anticipation and excitement. So just again, like it is okay to send at this on the same day at the same time and just establish that pattern for your audience.
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, Another myth that I was thinking about is offering incentives being the only way to entice people to sign up for your email list. So, yes, having that solid lead magnet helps immensely. It's not, But it's not the only reason. You truly can say, hey, I've got this really cool newsletter. It comes out once a week. And inside, I always have XYZ. Sign up here. Drop the link to it. And people will sign up. Just for the content that you have promised to provide them inside those newsletters. I have a sonnet page on my shop, the email template shop. It's toward the bottom of the page. It's not a pop-up, but it says, some emails suck, but mine don't. And it works. <laughs> and I can I get people signing up. So, you know, it could be something just as simple as that. So I'm t- technically not. I'm just promising them emails that don't suck. I'm not sending them, you know, a PDF of a new lead magnet or anything like that.
0: And what I have done is sometimes I only share content with my email lists that I share nowhere else. And I know other other business owners do the same Um, thing as well. And this continues to build that relationship between your audience and you as a business owner because they know, hey, I won't be able to find this anywhere else. Like this is exclusive just for us.
1: Yeah. So my, I have a weekly roundup email. It's what I call it, the weekly roundup. And there's usually a story toward the beginning, but I always have like my favorite tech of the week. Like what thing am I loving to use? So like this week, I'm loving Zencaster because that's what we're using a lot of while we record our podcast episodes. But sometimes it's maybe something new I've stumbled upon, like mini chat. Uh, Dolly, I know that I've talked Mm -hmm. to you about that. I've really been enjoying using that. And so I'm telling them, you know, hey, this is what I'm using. It's user friendly. I like using it to bring in leads from social media. Um, So I, you know, invite you to give it a try. Um, So people know that they can expect to learn more about new tech in this digital business world when they sign up for my newsletter too.
0: And also another thing to point out, did you notice you all that when Megan and I shared, like when we shared this extra content with our, with our subscribers, it's not that we're selling to them all the time. We are serving them. We are gift, like giving them more advice, more tactical, practical advice on things. So don't think that every email you send has to be some a hard sell. It doesn't.
1: Yeah, and some of those tech things, sometimes I do have an affiliate link and I'm very upfront about that, but sometimes I don't. Like it's just yeah. a free thing that I found and I'm just sharing that information and passing it along.
0: Yeah, so don't pressure yourself to think, okay, I have to have something to give in this email. No, it's just, it's just or something to sell in this email. No, it, it can be just like continual relationship building. In collaboration with email marketing strategist and digital marketing educator Megan Ward, we are putting together a bundle intensive for anyone that has interest in running their own bundle free or paid. Inside, we will teach and share all the nitty gritty details about what is involved with organizing a bundle, how to put the systems and workflows together in a cohesive way, and how to launch a bundle that your audience is raving about. Also inside this strategic bundle intensive, you will not only get access to Dolly and Megan to help you put together your entire bundle, but you will get templates, graphics, a marketing calendar tool, and learn all the best practices for a bundle that both purchasers and contributors love. Now this intensive will not be going live until August of 2023 but we really want to make sure you get on the waitlist now as spots will be limited and we will open the doors to the waitlist first. So if you want to be the first to know when this program turns cart open, then make sure and hop on the waitlist. Both Megan and I are so excited for you to grow your email list with intentional systems workflows and email marketing. So head on over to the show notes in this episode to go straight to our waitlist for all the information you need to learn about the bundle intensive today.
1: One thing that many business owners forget about are the multitude and types of emails that you need for a successful bundle. And that's why Dolly brought me along to give you all of the email tools you can need from pre-launch emails to bundle email swipe copy for your contributors, even abandoned cart sequences, and how to continue and nurture those subscribers or those purchasers after the bundle has ended. And when we start the program, we will be hosting bi-weekly meetings, Q&A sessions, and having a Slack channel as well as we move throughout the intensive to fully support you is you put together your own bundle. So another myth is, I think this is our fifth one, Um, if you're taking notes out there. um, And I don't know if I really believe that a lot of people think this, but maybe I'm wrong. The myth is that buying an email list is an effective way to grow your email list quickly. And obviously don't, don't do that. Never do that. For one, it's illegal, right? (laughs) So that should be enough. Um, so those people, should someone go buy an email list, which we know you, you people listening, you're not going to do that. But people who do go do that, those email addresses, those people didn't voluntarily sign up and permit you to land in their inbox. You don't know who they are. You don't know what their interests are. There could be a high bounce rate and more. You might even receive spam complaints, which is going mm. to ultimately damage your sender reputation and. There's also a possibility that your email marketing provider would shut you down. I have seen things like that happen, where they wow. thought that was the case and it wasn't. Um, but yeah, don't don't do that. Don't buy don't buy email
0: lists. Yeah, don't don't be gross. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, But yeah, those are the five myths that we wanted to cover with you really quick, um, really quick to recap. Myth number one, email marketing is dead and it's actually not dead. Um, Myth number two, having a large email list guarantees high conversion rates. Myth number three, the more emails you send, the better your engagement will be. Myth number four, offering incentives is the only way to entice people to sign up for your email list. And myth number five is buying an email list is an effective way to grow your email list quickly. So, Megan, is are there any other myths that you can think of? There's that none that
1: are want? coming to mind right now. I do invite everybody, like, let us know if there's something else that you've heard of. Like, send us a DM so we can... You know, open that conversation and talk about those. Um, But those are some of the,
0: I think, the top five that come to my mind. Yeah, and also send us a DM if you're like, no, I disagree with you, because like we want to open up the conversation with you. And, um, I mean, because like honestly, it's the very beginning of my email marketing journey. I, I honestly thought, Megan, that email marketing was dead. I had thought that like it was a scam. Still like fake news, fake news. Like (laughs) it had worked for somebody in the past, but now it's like, it's when I started email marketing is 2019 and I thought I missed the boat and it was a scam and everybody like, there's no way I could grow my presence because like somebody else had a, like taken out all the email addresses. (laughs) Isn't that ridiculous? (laughs) That ridiculous, like that scarcity mindset, and also the mindset of, well, like if that person has a million email addresses, like there's not enough left for me, like they've already signed up for everything, yeah. I know, what you and, mean. S- and so, like, I want you all to listen in, like, that is ridiculous. And I definitely, it took me a while to realize, like, there is people, there are still people. Sorry, I can't even talk. There are still people who. Want to learn from you, no matter what um, what stage of business you're in. Like, if you jumped in and you're starting your business right now, currently it's 2023. You can still grow out a presence through an email marketing platform through oh, having an email yeah
1: absolutely and that's like if anybody's listening and they're you like i want to be a photographer oh but there's already 500 of them on my town like the market is not too saturated it's really yeah. not because you're going to bring your own style you're going to yes. bring your own way of doing things your own client experience and that goes for every industry so yeah
0: it's not it's not too saturated yes yeah. Yeah. So I hope this was an encouraging talk for all of you listeners out there. And I hope this encourages you just to overcome these myths and just to start the dang thing start email marketing for your small business. So, in like recap, in the next episode, episode 87, we are going to dive into the objections against growing an email list. And we want to help you overcome those objections. And I know that Megan is is going to bring bring the heat because she has lots to say about this. (laughs)
1: I do. I do. I have a lot to say about it. So I can't wait for episode 87.
0: No. And for those of you who are listening in and you want the resources that we mentioned, go head on over to the show notes for all the links and resources. And again, don't forget to give Megan Ward a follow and to also leave us, like send us a DM and let us know how this episode is helping you out. And for those of you who are OG listeners, this one's for you. Continue to stay streamlined and magical. You amazing muggle you. And I hope you have a wonderful week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Systems and Workflow Magic Podcast. You can find full show notes from today's episode at Dolly Photography.com forward slash podcast. If you're loving the podcast, I'd be so honored if you'd subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast player. Be sure to screenshot this episode, share it to your stories, and tag me at Dolly DeLong Education over on Instagram. Until next time, go make some strategic work flow magic.